0: here we are baby welcome to the nuts episode 37 storm pet shop betty shoop dog and billy is a given and right off the bat i gotta say a few things so the phillies game is happening right now so i may be distracted but thankfully bryson stott just hit a bases clearing grand slam to make it a seven-zero lead, so it's almost as a, a laugher. So I'll you'll have my attention a little bit more. Thank you, Bryson Stott. But I wanted to get that out quick before I welcomed our guest hosts. Let it play, Mister Guest Host. Who we got tonight? <laughs> Oh, we got some extra dancing on the pod tonight.
1: Yeah, you got to utilize this video, dude. What's going on with Billy down there at the bottom? He's doing the statue.
0: Well, he hadn't heard his music yet. He likes to dance to his own music. So why don't you cue that up, Mr. Shoop Dog, and welcome our third guy.
2: Love it. Love it. What's up, boys?
0: Welcome is uh, so his audio or I'm sorry his video. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna let that play for a while.
2: Are we good? We're we're good.
1: Eddie, frozen down there.
2: Eddie, are you in the room where the magic yeah. happens? Is that what I what's what's happening? What's on? Is that your bedroom? We may be. Nice. That's the
1: workbench right there. <laughs> That's the workbench, baby.
0: I have a great video of Curtis Strange talking about what happens in this magical room, but I digress. We'll get back to that. Um, Okay, it's episode 37. We're on video. The first thing after the Phillies I wanted to talk about was we're not sure about the video. If the video works out, it works out. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't. I was given good news today that our video actually goes on Spotify. So I was uh, painstakingly uploading our video to YouTube. That might not happen anymore, especially if the video heads that want to get their video podcast can can reach it on Spotify, and it's a much easier process to upload. So this is still a podcast in flux. We appreciate your patience with the audio and the video. I was also going to say Billy's video looks a little grainy to me. But we'll see what it comes out in. They tell me that they record it locally onto my device. And then when I upload it, it'll be a lot clearer. So we'll see what happens there. Um, But I'm just not sure about the YouTube moving forward. But if you are a YouTube head and you have to have the nuts, let me know via Instagram or text message if you have it.
1: Wait, Eddie, I see. Okay, let me tell you what I see. I got me in the top right, you in the top with a beautiful Phillies hat. What year is that lid, by the way? What is that circa it, one? Yeah,
0: this is a this is a throwback. Mid-80s, late-80s, maroon and baby blue.
1: And, and it looks like the P kind of is like a baseball. Is that what it is?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's cool. Now, I'm looking at Billy on the bottom, and he's frozen.
0: He's not frozen to me. Wait, is he? I
1: wonder why, I wonder why he's frozen to me.
0: Oh, you know what? He I'm is here. frozen. <laughs> uh, I'm here. I'm oh, here. He yeah, you... yeah, his video is just frozen, so Oh, there we go.
1: There he oh, is. Oh,
2: weird.
0: Well, again, we will figure out if the video is even going to work at all or not. So be patient with us. If you're not watching video and you just care about our audio, we really need you to be patient with us as we work through these kinks. But you know we're young we're 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 pouring some money into it we are seeing what happens so just give us a break um
1: no shortage of no shortage of handsome men on this goddamn <laughs> podcast by huh. the way
0: and that's you know that that's we we caved to the many many female listeners out there that demanded video and so that's why we're here and we'll see if we stick with it or not but nah. let's move in boys let's uh Let's get those 37 in sports out. Now, the 37 part of today's episode is going to be kind of quick because I got a heavy on a tea dish today, and then we got some heavy flop and uh, turn stuff. So let's start right out. Do you guys got some 37s and want to volunteer it?
1: I have number 37, Sean Alexander, running back for the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Seahawks 37.
1: His nickname he's got two great nicknames. Mr. Touchdown.
0: Oh, I didn't know that one.
1: Or Alexander the Great, which that's kinda Yeah,
0: yeah anybody who's Alexander or Alec. Yeah. Uh, um out
1: of Alabama. He had nine thousand four hundred and fifty three rushing yards and a hundred touchdowns in his career.
0: Well, he definitely is worthy of the pod because of the Seattle slash Philadelphia slash Minnesota slash L.A. roots that this pod has. And he was a big part of the Seahawks' first Super Bowl appearance. They did lose to, the, to your Shoupsburg Steelers, yeah. but he was a big part of that team. So absolute good 37. What do you got for me, Billy, is a given?
2: So he also benefited from one of the best offensive lines. For a, for a good number of years, I think he, at one point he had the you record for so touchdowns of the year.
0: So do you? So do you? You know, not respect Emmett Smith?
2: No, I do respect Emmett Smith, but I I do. Can you hear me? You got me. So yeah. I do. Yeah. But Sean Alexander was notorious for, um, first guy to touch him, he was going down. So he where Emmett Smith. I, you could just see him breaking arm breaking through arm tackles and Sean Howes, and, and most Seahawks fans will tell you this. If, if Jones was here, he'd probably, uh, I feel like he would say it too. He would, he went down pretty. All right. It's
0: a good point. But, I remember, I remember that criticism of him So good point. I'll, I'll, I'll accept your slight negativity on him and we'll move on. Do you have a 37?
2: I've got one and it's probably not worthy of this podcast. Um, but the only one I could think of, because I did Google it, and the baseball one that came up, it said best number 37. I never heard of the guy. and I heard of a lot of baseball players. But uh, for a short time, Meadow World Peace, or whatever his name is, wore number 37 yeah. with the Robert L.A. Test. Lakers. Ron Artest. Yes. And, uh, so he wore – I remember him wearing 37, but he wore – You know, he, he, he kind of followed Dennis Rodman's – Footprints a little bit or tried to go that route. I don't, and, and yeah, so that's the only 37 I got.
0: All right, I saw him in there too. I think it's certainly worthy of bringing him up and just mentioning his name. Um, just a side note is I do have your video now as completely frozen and it's been frozen for a good minute or two. Um, but we'll again, we'll work on that as we. Uh, you know, take care of it and post or not and whatnot. Yeah. He's, he's re, he's trying to reset. So uh, a couple of Philly, uh, 37s quickly Ruben Amaro Jr. Played for the Phils, managed the or didn't manage, um, general managed the Phils, And then also now is an announcer for the Phils. So certainly worthy of a mention on a Philadelphia, uh, podcast. I had absolutely, uh, no Eagles at all like it it they didn't even have like no Eagles even worn it is what I'm trying to say it was really strange to me i I clicked on looked at 37 oh no you know what i'm 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 messing that up it's um it's the sixers who didn't have where did I'm I, I must have lost myself here but the sixers had no 37 ever to wear their friggin uh to where they're that 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 number so that really was wild to me i i am I'm, I'm out it's
1: of it's a weird number yeah 37 is a weird number
0: um and really i think that's the only 37s i have i i'm 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 stuttering here a little bit because i could have sworn that i wrote stuff down about this and now that i'm looking at my notes i don't see it so i'm not sure where i put it in my friggin spreadsheet so apologies but ruben amaro junior no eagles no sixers and then the only flyers i had is eric desjardins who's a big flyer big part of our um late 90s run uh to the cup he was on that cup team that lost to the detroit red Wings. so kind of a quick 37 in sports if we've missed anybody let us know via instagram or via text um is, uh, hopefully, his audio is still with us. His camera has gone out. Once again, we're dealing with more video stuff, so w- we'll see what happens. Is are you still with us?
2: Yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah,
0: we can loud and clear. Okay. So, yeah, perfect. Just try to work on it, and we'll see. But definitely, the females want to see your face. So, if you can get yeah. back in, then get I, back in.
2: I, I bring the shiny bald head to this. Uh little uh, shindig we got. Hey, we
0: all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. All right, let's move on to T-Dish. If you're new to the pod, T-Dish stands for this day in sports history. I got a heavy T-Dish, boys. Do you want to maybe go for one or two, and I'll see if it takes them off my list?
1: Sure, I'll start. The one I have circles back to a trivia we had recently on who was the last um, hitter to hit 400 in the major leagues, that, of course, being Ted Williams. And T dish, October fourth, nineteen seventy two. Hall of Famer Ted Williams, as a manager, uh, manages his final game as the Texas Rangers lose to the Kansas City Royals four to zero. Uh, and that's the last game played at Municipal Stadium. Ted Williams yes. was replaced by Whitey Herzog. That's pretty. I cool. saw that.
0: That is pretty cool. Ted Williams, absolute legend in baseball, and it was his. And I actually looked at that and I said, "What? That was his last game." But it turns out it was his last game as a manager. Still very significant. Thank you, Shu, for bringing the kitty cats in play.
1: <laughs> My cat just jumped up on me. We got four. Uh, how many cats do you have?
0: Uh, we're down to one, sadly. Sore subject here at the Miller household. Uh, two, we had three, and two of them were outdoor cats, and those outdoor cats, uh, yeah, you won't be seeing them no more. Yeah, I got so, 99
1: problems, but a cat ain't one. Four of those fucking things.
2: Is you got a, you got a tea dish? Um, I don't have much. I'm, I'm excited for your big one. The only uh, thing that jumped out at me was the New York baseball giants on this day. Became the yes, first team saw to play in four consecutive World Series, which is a hell of a yep, freaking I'd, feat, I'd, uh, considering baseball has yep, been around a long time, San Francisco, even before yep. then. And uh, they uh, – sorry, the Phillies game distracted me there too. Uh, yeah, baseball has been around a long time, and there weren't that many teams. So uh, for it to take that yep. long for it to happen is pretty incredible.
0: Saw so that. Now, I didn't have a necessarily a huge one. Um, I had a bunch today, so I'm going to try to work through them. And what Billy was distracted for is um, exactly what this podcast is about. What happened is the Phillies game, there's a rookie pitcher who – it's a 7 nothing game now in the eighth inning. So the Phillies brought in Orion Keckering, and it's his major league debut here in the postseason. And, of course, the camera view went to his old man, and his old man's just in tears, he, probably in his uh, early 60s. And he's he's in the stands and he's just tears are just shooting out of his eyes as he's watching his boy make his major league debut in this environment. So I'm pretty sure that's what Billy was um, uh, distracted by. Um, before I move on to my tea dishes. Thank you, Shoop, reminding me, who are we sponsored by today? Why don't you take it over, Shoop?
1: Have you ever been so hungry that you get angry? Yes. They call that hangry. And did you know there is a company that specializes in putting together kits to solve this problem?
0: It's a That's big right. problem. Nice job,
1: Eddie. I'm talking about Hangry Kits, the proud sponsor of the nuts. There is no occasion they cannot accommodate. They Correct. Can do it all. Hangrykits.com. Look them up. Do yourself a favor.
0: One-offs, large orders, different kinds of snacks. If you like spicy, they got you covered. Go to hangrykids.com. Nothing like having Aaron's Shoop Dog for your, spo- for your spokesman, huh? Uh, thank you, Aaron. And I'm going to move into Tea Dish unless you guys have any.
2: No, let's do it. I just
1: All right. had one today. I just had that Ted Williams. So okay. the floor is yours.
0: Floor is mine. So here we go. First thing was... You know, it's a, there's a lot of uh, end of season in baseball because it's that time of year as well as World Series events. But the first one I came up with was T-Dish 1906, the Chicago Cubs post Major League Baseball's best ever record. Today, they won their final game and finished with 116-36. and 36. So if you're doing the math, that's 152 games. So that's before they went to 162. And that's 116 wins. So I do think the Mariners tied that win total in 2001. So another tie into our Seattle sports podcast. But they had more losses, of course, because they had uh, 10 more games. So I think the Mariners went 116 and 46. And now is a good time to say, usually we have Stat Boy with us. He has decided to get his camera work in order before he joins us. so he's taken a week off and he'll be back. but maybe one of my co-hosts can look up the 2001 Seattle Mariners and I believe their record that year was 116 and 46. So we'll have a check on that.
1: That is confirmed a 716 winning percentage right
0: so this so this 06 Cubs squad, was even better than that so I thought that was certainly significant enough to bring up on the podcast 116 and 36 80 I, I games over the 500 mark
1: I gotta throw something in that's cool I just read Go about ahead. this um and this is this is fantastic so at 59 of those wins by the 2001 Mariners you're gonna love this
0: we're comebacks
1: by four or more runs
0: yeah dude they were and well that's and they um they had a lot of two out rallies as well i i had just moved here that year and they had a lot of two out rallies and so one of their rallying cries was two outs so what and like they that. did they they put a lot of uh a lot of beaten down and and certainly some comebacks on the board that was a magical team it was a shame they lost that year in a postseason let's not delve on that too much um i got another tea dish here 1925 another last day of the major league baseball season ty cobb finishes over 300 for the 20th time in his career so that's significant but on the same day um league mates hans heelman has six hits on the last day to edge his um batting average to three ninety three and just over Tris Speaker who had a three eighty nine. And those just those numbers popped out at me. So here's a dude who wins a batting title at three ninety three, barely over Tris Speaker at three eighty nine. And those are paltry numbers. Now I know back then it was different. They couldn't hit that in today, against today's pitching, but still very impressive. Even if you're just getting hummers right in over the plate, to hit three ninety three over an MLB season is damn impressive.
1: Yeah, no question about it because, you know,
0: if you're hitting .393, uh, you, got, you got to – one for four doesn't cut it. One for three doesn't cut it. You got to go two for four,
1: two for five. Now I've but never heard. Think of, think, of, so like, you know, think of all those hot shots. You hit line drives at people and whatnot. I mean, yeah, if you're hitting 393, you're putting the ball in play a lot. What would you
2: have to say is? I've never heard of either one of those guys. Are they? Did they have legit careers? Was this one or two good years each one had? Do you know?
0: So he- Heilman was new to me, but Trish Speakers all over Major League Baseball record books well, for sure. All right. Anyway. Okay. Moving on to a tea dish, 1953. So we made quite a jump here and it's another recurring theme for the nuts marathon, new world record. Some dude, I don't even know. I didn't even write his name down.
1: Two hours. I'm going to look up the current record.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, I can tell you what it is. It's two hours. So this guy in 1953, two hours and 18 minutes. So that means in 70 years, we've shaved, we've shaved off over 20 uh-huh. minutes. Uh, when does it stop, boys? When does it stop? I mean, is, does the world stop in 70 years, or is it going to be another 20 minutes down? What's the world record, Shoot Dog?
1: Oh, I thought you said you had it.
0: Well, I do. It's, a, it's, it's like 158 and change. It's, it's right under two hours. So,
1: so what is that, what does that break down per mile? 13, miles? 13, 13,
0: 13 miles an hour for two hours. And that's what I was talking about before. Cause when oh, I yeah, go to the, the treadmill, treadmill, yeah, I get, I get up to eight or nine and I'm like dying. And these pricks are at 13 miles an hour for two hours straight. They are running
1: fast. Okay. I gotta anyway. just say that I'm not that impressed by marathons. When people talk about, Oh, I ran a marathon. All right, cool. But, like, transportation has evolved, dude. Like, there's the fucking horse, the bicycle, the train, the car. Co- like, you don't have to do that anymore. Like, I can understand if you're in the Congo and you got to get a package to your cousin. You got to run. You don't have to do that shit. I'm not glad.
0: Uh, no. Listen, I, I might buy your argument in terms of just finishing the race because I think, you know, with less than a year's training – Pretty much anybody can run it. Uh, I understand. I'm probably gonna allow shit for that. But dude, these dudes running it in two hours. Have you ran at 13:0 on the fucking treadmill?
1: Two hours, one minute, nine seconds is the world record.
0: Okay, so we're, so we only shaved off to, 17 just, minutes.
1: I have the farthest I've ever ran in my life in the healthiest state of my life.
0: Wait, let me like guess. Down the miles. block.
1: And at three miles, my nipples are bleeding. My thighs are chafing. Yeah. So maybe you I could imagine that shit.
0: Maybe you should be more impressed with those marathon runners, my man.
1: They must tape their nits. All right. T-Dish
0: 1980. Michael Jack Schmidt of yours truly, Philadelphia Phillies, hits number 48 in the season. And that becomes the new record for third baseman i think he passed eddie murray i want to say i uh i actually clicked off of that and i didn't write down who he passed but i'm pretty sure it was eddie murray it wasn't brooks robinson so that was 1980 <laughs> and that was relevant to the pod and then 1996 and this one was it really popped out at me mike donnelly NHLer becomes the first NHLer to play for all three New York based teams. So, Sabres, Rangers, and Islanders at some point in his career. That made me go, really? That's the first time that that's ever happened? I mean, anyway, I know it's not that interesting, but I was just surprised that that was the first it's time. 1996. Yeah.
1: Anyhow. You stay local. The guy didn't have to move once. He played for three yeah. clubs and he
0: didn't have yeah. to move. Just took Uber. Uh, okay, so yeah, it just keeps on rolling here. 2001, and this one's we're going to talk about for a couple minutes here. Barry Bonds hits his number 70th. So I mean, Mike Schmidt is 48th, and we were Gaga. Bonds hits number 70. That was the year he hit 73. And then the other thing. So I looked this up on his stat lines, and the other thing that jumped out at me: that same year in 2001, he had 177 walks. Okay which is the most no one else in baseball has ever had more walks than 177 in a Major League Baseball season, except for Barry Bonds two more times. In 2002, he had 198 walks, and then in 2004, Shoup, he had 232 walks. Shoot, that was the year they were walking him to to even when the bases were loaded, just so he wouldn't hit a, a grand slam. Like the guy was unbelievable. I know the juice, but that's
1: crazy. Yeah, that's like a third of his at bats in the season, if not more. So then you break down seventy home runs per at bat. Like, yeah, it was either give him first base or give up a dinger. There's nothing exactly. in between. Exactly.
0: And managers did it. I w- I watched games where they were bases loaded and the team was up by 4, 5 or 3 runs and they would just walk bonds to force in a run so that they did not have to face that bat. They like intentional walk, not pitch yeah. around them, intentional four bases on balls. Of course, of
1: course you and I are pro juice. We got no problem with the juice in the major leagues.
0: Right, I'm, I mean, we all talk about Roger Clemens, but there's lots of pitchers that were on the juice as well. So a juice athlete against a juice athlete,
1: he's B, right?
0: Man on man, yeah, you got it. Uh, I think we may have lost Izzy. We'll see if he pops back in or not. It's going um, I don't know. You know, we're all. I think he's on a tablet that might not have great download and upload. We'll see what happens. Uh, and then one last tea dish here, 2022. So last year, uh, Aaron Judge breaks Roger Maris's AL home run record. So I thought that might be interesting uh, to talk about. But that's all the tea dish I got you. What do you think about all that shit?
1: That's all good stuff. You, you. Uh, I mean, you really got on the timeline there. I did. I <laughs> you got on the timeline.
0: I love looking at that timeline, and a lot of stuff pops out at me. Um, and I don't know. I like the whole tea dish idea.
1: What was your connection to Mike Schmidt? Didn't you have, you met him or something like your mother worked with somebody who knew him? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's all, it's a sunshine, sunshine foundation. My mom used to work for, and she had a lot of, um, connections to the Philadelphia teams back then. And so I met a bunch of, um, athletes and what was particularly nice. I'm not sure if we talked about this on the pod or not. So if it has been, forgive us. But I was at a dinner that had Mike Mike Schmidt, and I was wearing a jacket. I think I was wearing my cousin's suit jacket because I didn't have a suit jacket. I was probably eight or nine at the time, and it was way too big for me. It was, like, past my, um, my fist. Excuse me. So he, out of nowhere, called me over to his table. There's, like, maybe 30 tables in the room. And we all knew Mike Schmidt was there, and I was like two or three tables, and he's motioning to me, and I'm like, what the hell? So, of course, I run over there, and he makes fun of my jacket, like, you know, warmly. He was he was busting my balls politely about, what's this jacket for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I came back to the table, and then everybody at the table convinced me to go back to Mike Schmidt and give him one of my Little League baseball cards because I had it. But I was too afraid to give it to him at first. So when I came back, they're all like, "Did you give him your card?" And I'm like, "Why, no." And they're like, "You got to go back." And of course, so I went back. I'm nine, and he made the biggest fuss out. He's like, "Oh, this is great! I can't believe you've got you gave me your baseball and, he, and there were stats on the back. So um, it was kind of the thing in the '80s that they, you know, yeah. they did. They, yeah,
1: I know what you're talking about. When you get your team pictures, you could select the baseball exactly. card option. Yep yeah exactly so do you do you collect baseball cards anymore by the way
0: uh football I I don't do any collecting anymore but I still have my football card collection and that's it yeah what about you (laughs) yeah me too baseball is or football
1: <laughs> yeah, but so, but do you guys realize that COVID nineteen like resurged the card market?
0: No, I didn't hear that.
1: Basically, what happened? I won't spend too much time. People are home; they're getting money, you know, stimulus checks, yada yada yada. A lot of time on the internet, people motherfuckers start buying cards, and Panini and the rest of them started realizing it. So they kind of changed their strategy where they'd print the same card five times and make it five versions. And then there's a grading there's a grading company called PSA. And so it came to the point where like, if you, you had to have a certain card and it had to be graded a nine or a 10, which we used to call mint condition in our days. Yeah, I
0: remember that, yep.
1: So then you're taking a retail card that's a base, say it's a dollar, but if you got the special version of that card, it's $10 raw. And then if you get it graded and it's high, it turns to fifty dollars, and so hey. on and so forth. And then so all these other cards from the past start going into PSA and getting graded. And if they get good grades, the the value just goes through the roof. So it's like is it
0: most mostly baseball or football too?
1: It's all over the board, to be honest. Probably the most uh, valuable are Pokemon. Believe it or not, Pokemon cards are extremely expensive. Because, you know, it's crazy. Even my kids, like, I threw them all away. You know, I've talked to so many people that just threw them out thinking they're silly cards. Yeah,
0: well, I'm worse than throwing them out. I just never fucking had them because I never understood that. Uh, so, quick update here. Philly's Phillies just finished the game. They did get the shutout spoiled. Here comes my Maggie jumping around. and then She's coming in for a high five. Um, they are through to the divisional round, and in a sweep of the Marlins at home. So, let's go! It's it's on against the Braves. We'll talk about that. I have a segment broken down later. Love you, babe. We'll watch more.
2: We're coming for you, Atlanta.
0: <laughs> okay. Nah. Um. So, uh. I don't have any Pokemon cards. I do have a Barry Sanders rookie card that I might get rated and it's nice. And yeah, you nice. may want to pay,
1: you may, you may want to pay the mint and get that fucker rated.
0: All right. Grated. sounds good. Let's move on boys. Um, good job though. Shoot. I appreciate that little uh, tangent. I always appreciate a good tangent when it comes to sports. Um, our flop is college football and NFL football guys. And I want to, I didn't tell is this, I want to break down the Eagles game a little bit more. So I'm going to let you guys sort of take some of the other stuff. I'll throw shit at you and you can uh, tell me what you think. And then I want to have a few minutes of uh, talking about the Eagles. Shoop dog showing us some sort of football cell or something. I don't know what that was.
1: That's a Bailey zappy rookie card.
0: Oh, you better hold on to that. Some bitch. Uh, okay. College football Shoop, Get refocused here. Yeah. All right. Uh, Prime time, almost came back, which would have been an epic comeback, but essentially a second straight butt spanking. Is the Magic over?
1: Well, no. And Well, okay, that's a two-parter. Is the Magic yep, as ahead. far as the, are they going to win the national title? Obviously not. No. Are they going to salvage and uh, move on and have a good season and probably win a bowl game? Yeah. And. Last week it was funny. You're like, "Hang on, Shoop. Let's let's let them lose before we talk more." And they were down twenty to nothing at one point, and they came back and they scared the hell out of USC. Shadur yeah. Sanders is gonna be that's a name. That's gonna be a household name, man. He yeah. is a phenomenal quarterback, and I think and he looks.
0: Go ahead, go ahead. Well, like I, just think,
1: I think he looks just as bit as uh of athletic as Caleb Williams for sure. And
0: And I'll let Iza in here, too, but, um, you know, you're speaking just about this year, but really the exposure of this year is going to snowball, effect, and that program is going to do nothing but, you know, grow and grow and grow. So go ahead, Iz, What do you got for Prime? Right. tick took t- a Mielmo bowl. The yeah.
1: Ritz Cracker Bowl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I'll but I'll argue that the magic is over because it was the story in sports. The first couple of weeks of college football, not just college football everywhere. So I, I think, I think it'll die down here, but I, your, both of your points remain, uh, but hang, hang on. all positivity.
1: Take a look at their schedule though. Pitch up at TCU. Yeah. All right. And then they're oh. at Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. They're home against Colorado state, which is a rivalry. And then they got to go Oregon USC back to back. And they're yeah. three and two.
0: Yeah. No. Who would ever right.
1: even pick that? So I I I will say this. I will say this. If they lose again, the magic's over. If they win again, it's reignited.
0: Fair point. Fair point. How about Georgia surviving a scare?
1: You gotta remind me who they played. I know it was close. Was it Ole Miss? Uh
0: I think it was Uh, Yeah, shoot, you caught me with my pants down as well. Uh, um,
1: I'll just go back and look at the scores. uh,
0: Was it Ole Miss or uh, I think it actually might have been Ole Miss. It was – no, it was Auburn. It was Auburn, just popped in there. Because um, Auburn is known as a number one killer, especially in Auburn. Yeah. Um, and they played really well, and Georgia came back in the fourth and, and showed me something. They got resolved for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, is, how about Penn State? Kind of an easy win against Northwestern. It started slow but rolled late. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of our squads are in there. Yeah. Yeah, nice to see. Um, I have not looked at this weekend slate, um, but I will definitely be up to watch college game day again. And, uh, I went going. to
1: the Gopher game last Saturday. It was kind of fun.
0: Oh, who'd Minnesota play?
1: The Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. And, uh, the Raging Cajuns were up in half seventeen fourteen, and then I think Minnesota just you know the halftime sp- speech from P.J. Fleck was probably like. We're Minnesota, and they're Lafayette, <laughs> all right? Like, we're running the ball. Come on. They Sometimes just that's all night. you
0: need to say. Yeah.
1: yeah. And they covered. The number was 11, and son of a bitch, they covered.
0: Nice work. Um, NFL. Should I start with the Eagles or end with the Eagles? You guys got stuff to say about the uh, NFL?
1: Well, let's just touch real quick on this week in college football. It is the Red River Shootout. So you got Texas. Oh, Oklahoma, yeah, that's right. Texas. Well, it's a so big they, game. It, it, if we don't say anything else about college football, that's certainly a good game to mention. Well we'll,
0: we'll we'll be watching it, and we'll we'll touch on a recap of it next week. Uh, I know you know not a whole lot of our listeners are college football people, but I am, and um, that'll be certainly. Uh, it's always a good game, and I think that's where game day is going to be too. I think it's in.
1: I mean, uh, I would imagine Austin. so. That, yeah. They, that game takes place on a neutral site, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the annual Texas State Fair. So a lot of times awesome. they'll pan out from the game. I believe it's—I want to say it's Dallas, the Cotton Bowl, but they'll—they'll they'll pan out and you see like Ferris wheels and a fair and shit. Like it's just the Red River Shootout is a highlight of the Texas yeah. State Fair. W-
0: what a party!
1: Pretty dope. Yeah. So NFL, Uh, here we go again.
0: NFL, here we go again. Um, Well, I'll just start with the Eagles. The Eagles struggled against the Commanders, and I didn't think they would struggle as much as they did. But, you know, the Commanders do have a pretty staunch front four, which wasn't necessarily the story of the game. Really, the story of the game was the Eagles secondary and once again making a subpar quarterback look like Joe Namath. And I actually think that's going to be kind of a a theme this year, and we, and and I think Howie needs to do something to get that uh, to get that worked out. However, you know, it's one of those games in the NFL that good teams lose, and it happens every week somewhere. And there are penalties that are happen on big plays. And to be clear, I'm not bitching about the call. I'm bitching about the player committing the infraction. I, I, I mean, there's always ticky tack calls every week. So I just throw them away, but there were a couple of calls that, you know, third and twelves that was and a ball is just thrown out of bounds, but there was a illegal contact, which is five yards in a first down. And, you know, those are the games that a team gets sloppy and usually lose, but I'm proud that this team dug deep and, I will say towards the end of the game, I don't know if either of you guys watched it, probably not. Um, The Eagles had the ball under two minutes inside the 30, and they very easily could have just ran it up the middle two or three times. Washington only had one timeout left, and they very, very easily could have ran it up the middle and killed maybe – the clock all the way down to under 20 seconds if not more than that if they got a first down by running the ball which they ran it all day but they didn't they opted to take a shot at the end zone and it it worked it was a beautiful pass from AJ to um I'm sorry from Jalen to AJ and they left 148 on the clock and a timeout in Washington's pocket and it burnt them. They came back and drove down the field and that's really where the defense struggled. And honestly, I thought riverboat Ron Rivera Rivera was going to go for two under five seconds left in the game. And I'm not sure the Eagles could have stopped them from going for two. Uh, but thankfully they kicked the extra point and went into overtime. And then the commanders got the ball in overtime, and then we actually had another fortunate play where there was a sideline catch, but the dude's toe, I'm talking toe, half a toe was out of bounds, and that gave the ball to the Eagles, and then we went down and, and Jake uh, Jake Elliott kicked a uh, like a 50-plus yarder to win the game. So uh, I know that's not necessarily breaking down. That was more play-by-play recap for you guys, but the Eagles, their, def- their front defense still looks good. But this, this kind of game plan where the quarterback gets the ball out quickly and essentially nullifies that front four or five or six that the Eagles have, um, that sort of seems to me to be the blueprint to beat this team. Um, and we'll see what Howie kind of counters with. But uh, very happy with the running game, and and I – I just trust the shit out of Jalen Hurts. So that's pretty much all I got on the Eagles. I I won't go too much further into it. But what do you guys want to bounce off of that?
1: Well, I'll just say I was watching that game like a hawk because I had taken oh. the birds at an eliminator. Uh, oh, okay.
0: Like office pool or
1: whatever. <laughs> I think Philly was, I don't know, favored five and a half. I'm like, yeah, I'll take Philly this week. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not trying to go out this quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Jake Elliott was like 4-0-4 in field goals, and I had some fantasy stuff going on with him. So uh, aside from the pot, I actually did have some interest in the Philly game this last weekend. So happy to see him Uh, 4-0. It's good to be 4-0 even when you're not firing on all cylinders, right? Where you look at the other 4-0 team in the NFL, San Francisco, they can't do anything wrong. And you know at some point, there's an injury. Something's going to happen. It's just, it's, it's not if, but
0: when in the NFL. And, and it's a great point, Shoop. And uh, I'll let his back in here, but that's what I was telling my Philly boys who are panicking that we're not firing on all cylinders. And I'm saying, boys, look at their schedule. They're four and you, you, you want to be playing your best football in December and January. And right now the dolphins and the bills are right, right at the ship, and the and the Niners are all playing really great football, and I kind of feel like I'd rather be the Eagles now, not hitting on all cylinders, and still four and zero, w- and have stuff to work on and get better, and then you know see where we go. This is what he got. <laughs> Yeah, wow, I know. Yeah, it beat. Well, is take that. Take that knowledge and move some alternate lines on Sunday morning and let's make some money. Yeah. Good. Uh, uh, up, up for the week. I, I I don't want to necessarily say numbers on, on the air, but I'm up for the week. Um, okay. So other, other NFL storylines, um, Seahawks, you know, this is a quasi pod, right? Looking really good. Laid an egg in week one against a divisional foe, but haven't looked back since. And sorry, is it they, they I don't know if it's the Seahawks playing really well or the Giants just playing shitty, but that was almost a, an unenjoyable Monday night football game. Somebody else.
1: I thought that was directed to it. That's what I
0: was. <laughs> yes. That that was when the Sixers lost, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll 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 we'll, 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 we'll get off your Giants. Uh Dolphins come back down to earth. What do you think of the Bills rolling the Dolphin shoopster?
1: I mean, that's that's Josh Allen. When he's on fire, he's he's tough to beat. Um, Buffalo's a tough place to play. I don't know. It looked like it was going to be a track meet for a while, but.
0: Yeah, it did.
1: Divisional game. I don't know what to say about it. I mean, uh, it's, it's schematics, I guess. I don't know. It's a week-to-week thing where certain coaches seem to plan better for teams. And um, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen 48-40 yeah well
0: it was headed that direction and then the dolphins just stalled i actually didn't get to see much football this weekend uh i watched the eagles and then Billy and i actually had a, a, a mate of ours uh celebrate his marriage so we were at the pub the rest of the night um but i watched a few replays of the of of the games and it looked like that was going to be a, a old fashioned barn burner but um, Dolphin just sort of, sort of ran out of gas there. So, and then how about the Chiefs on Sunday night, struggling against the Jets? We talked about this last week in the pod. I I was here at front of the line saying they're not going to have any problems with the Jets, and uh, they, you know, they could have had a ten point victory. Let's be honest, uh, but it was closer than anybody thought it would have been. Go ahead, shoot.
1: Well, I'm just happy to see Zach Wilson, you know, starting to do something positive because we discussed this last week, like you're not going to bring anybody in that's going to be better than Zach Wilson, who's been there since training camp.
0: Right. Yeah, it's a good point. I think he
1: was 17 or something for 245 yards in the TD or something like that. It was not great, but somewhat respectable. And you got to think that that gave him and the Jets some kind of confidence to say we just played the Super Bowl champ and you know made him sweat yeah uh, and I don't know I don't know I think Kansas City was up 20 to nothing in that game and maybe it's just a case where Kansas City didn't feel any threat early on but you let teams hang around in the NFL and it's going to be close in the end you talk yep. about home dogs you know, yep. it's always close in the end. And a, a lot of times what you see is like, say a team will dominate the first part of the first half and then say a team who's down, gets some kind of score before halftime and then they receive and they can put a score again to get, boom, yeah. that's yeah. a big swing. You got a brand new ball game.
0: Yep. Love it. Um, and uh, it's a good teaser for worst bets. Cause I might have a little something, something on these jets tomorrow night um, or, uh, <laughs> On Sunday, I mean, Uh is it? Do you have anything on the NFL before we move on? Yeah, it's just not feeling. Really, you the don't NFL. Want to talk
1: more about the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair, man. I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding for you. Is it? It's bullshit. It's not fair.
0: Yeah, a lot of promise last year with the Giants. Now the season's not over, but certainly hasn't started out well for the Giants. We'll see if they can right the ship at all. Let's move on then to our turn cards this week, which is MLB playoffs recap. And now it's going to have to be a a full on preview because all four wild card games, I'm sorry, series are over. They're all sweeps. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Two or one away, no, two away teams and two home teams, right? Twins and Phillies. And then. Texas beat Tampa and Arizona beat um, blank Brewers.
1: Milwaukee.
0: Yeah. So I'm not sure that's happened before. I think last year there was at least one game that went to a game three. Uh, So teensy bit anticlimactic for the wild card round, but I'm happy with it because that'll help us set up Zach Wheeler again, for game one against the Braves. And i got to tell you something, not just as a homer, if Wheeler and Nola can pitch the way they pitched in this wild-card series, the Phillies are a team to be reckoned with. They are two big horses at the top of that rotation, and the Phillies can fucking smack the ball around. So if they can right that chip at the top of the rotation, they got a chance against anybody. I know that the Braves are looming large, and they are – an unbelievable hitting offense but what happens every year in the playoffs good pitching beats good ba- good hitting and obviously i'm hoping that happens as well uh but uh, these two guys Nola now that's three consecutive starts that he's just absolutely dealt to cards and Wheeler as Billy knows is a former met uh when he gets rolling it's it's tough to get anything on him too so uh, I'll let you guys both speak. We'll go uh, Iza first, but um, loving the Phillies' chances. Of course, the National League is stacked. So it's Arizona against the Dodgers and then the Phillies against the Braves. And on the other side, I forget. I don't know if I know the matchups and who's playing who, but I know Baltimore's hosting uh, first. You know, they had the best overall record in the AL. Um, So go ahead, boys. Uh, Iza, why don't you start? Yeah. He really is. Bombs. Yep. Led the majors. Led the majors. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I heard that race. I'm like, what? 70 bags? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know. He
0: was... Forty forty six, yep. For sure. Well, real quick before we'll let Shoop Dog talk about the Dodgers, but you know, both the Braves and the Dodgers have been sitting around for a few days now, and Arizona's on a roll, and the Phillies are on a roll. So we'll see. Uh, you're right, though. They're they're a more talented lineup. Um, I will say, keep an eye on the Braves bullpen. Uh, not necessarily their strong point this year. And uh, if you sort of if Wheeler and Nola can kind of neutralize their top two guys, Strider and Freed. Um, you know, if we can get it to a battle of the bullpens, I'm feeling good about that bullpen in Philadelphia as well. Uh, shoot. You want to take over a couple of minutes here on uh, baseball?
1: Yeah. First of all, just to clear up who's playing who on the, on thank the, you. Uh, thank the you. Outside, yep. Um, you've got Minnesota and Houston, Houston, the two seed, the twins with a three seed. And then you've got Baltimore and Texas. That's the one versus five. Okay. Um, so, very interesting on the NL side. These are both divisional matchups, right? So, yeah. both teams very familiar. And if yeah. I'm not mistaken, the travel format is 2-2-1. Two, two, so, in, in this case, you'll have Atlanta getting the extra home game if it goes five and the same for L.A. Correct. But, with that said, I don't know that that has much bearing here because these teams have already been there. What?
0: a dozen times in the season? Yeah. Um again, I, I'm not going to be a homer, but to answer your question, Shoop, at this point I think anywhere in baseball the only slight advantage is at is at Citizens Bank Park. The the the, the electricity that runs through that stadium and I don't know, you know, it's, it's been recently maybe because we haven't been in the playoffs for so long, but they literally and every player saying it on both sides it, you know, pitchers are saying it's helping them. Batters are saying it's rattling them on the other side. Other than that, I don't really see in any of the other series like a a, a concrete home field advantage. So just look for some splits on the road and see what happens.
1: Yeah. and that And that was kind of my point, being that when you have a divisional matchup, I mean, Arizona's probably played in L.A. 10 times throughout the regular right. season. The same with Atlanta and Philly. Now, on the other side of the AL, neither are, okay? So you've got uh, Baltimore, Texas, uh, Houston, Minnesota. So I was at the Twins game today. Yeah. And I got to experience something that I've been wanting to experience for a long time and not just for myself, for this fan base. The Minnesota Twins fans, the Vikings fans, the Twin Cities professional sports based fan base as a whole are as good as anyone. But they suffer a lot of damn heartbreak. Uh, Today, or yesterday, yesterday was the first, uh, the first win, the first postseason win for the Twins um, in 19 games, in 19 postseason games. Yeah, they had 18
0: 18 straight postseason losses, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then today was the first. Series that they've won the first time they've advanced since 2001. So, you Crazy. can imagine how happy Target Field was today when that maniac Duran struck out somebody to end the game. It was wild, uh, but it was the the ball bounced their way today. There was so many close plays. There was a uh, for some reason Toronto pulled Barrios in the fourth inning. And he had like 51 pitches or something. His pitch his pitch count was low. And as soon as they pulled him, it was trouble. Uh, there was another inning where the Blue Jays had bases loaded. Guy hits a foul ball by like an inch. Would have probably mm-hmm. cleared the bases. There's another inning where they had runners on second and third. And they uh, Bouchettes up. Bouchettes up with runners on second and third. Down two nothing, and they back pick Vladdy Junior to mm-hmm. end the inning. Yeah, so
0: can't can't make that mistake.
1: These are just things that happen in the postseason. It's rate the margin is razor thin. Um.
0: Every pitch I don't is a think, rally. I'll,
1: I'll, I'm going to go on record right now, and I'm just going to say we're not going to see any sweeps the rest of the MLB postseason.
0: I would love it. Let's get some baseball going. It's so enjoyable. Uh, I know they struggle on a national level to get viewership, but on a local level, when it's your squad, playoff baseball is nothing like it. It's just a rally on every pitch. It's like a loved one diffusing watching a loved one defuse a bomb. Izzy, are you still with us? You got anything to add quick before we move on to trivia? Nineteen
1: ninety (laughs) one, yeah. Yeah, he levitated like eight feet
0: up. Absolutely, he's a he was a damn athlete. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, we'll.
1: Yep. Yep, we we'll th- I, I hang on I do gotta say you touched on this Eddie I do think there's a certain advantage for these teams that just came off these wild card sweeps heading into the alDS because they they're feeling momentum right now where the other team is just sitting waiting and that's kind of hard to match especially yeah. game one
0: yeah uh <sighs> well <clears throat> For baseball, I think for pitching, certainly it's a yes, I want the rest and I want to set up my rotation. But hitting, man, you can't you can't replicate live in game hitting with a fucking bullpen guy or a machine or anything. And so I think on hitting, so I am I'm, I'm looking for the Philly. I'm I'm focusing on the Phillies obviously. I'm looking for them to jump out quick. And, you know, keep their hitting hot and maybe in the first couple innings, win the first three innings and see where it takes them. But let's move on for baseball unless you guys had any other thing to put on it because um, we're getting close here to the end of our episode and I want to keep it rolling. But I got some trivia questions for you boys. Did I hear trivia? You did. Kitty Cat Jeopardy. (laughs) That's what our segment should be called, Kitty Cat Jeopardy. Yeah, I threw
1: yeah,
0: that dude. damn cat. <laughs> <laughs> I hate cats. Onto a bed, by the
1: way. Yeah. I didn't just throw it out the window or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I got, I got two sports and two non-sports trivia's. Wh- uh-huh. He likes playing around with me. Uh, what do you want first, shoot?
1: What What were they again?
0: Yeah, good listening. Maybe you should focus on what we're talking about. Uh, I got two sports trivias and two non-sports trivias.
1: Oh, sports always. All
0: right, let's start with the sports. Who holds the NFL record for most points scored in a career? Uh,
1: It's a kicker, and I'm going to say it's Adam Beneteri.
0: Very nice, very good pull. Is it? Did you have that one? Well, is it? That would not have been a bad guess. In fact, that's number two on the list. So good job, hey. boys. Adam, Adam Vinatieri, number one, and Morton Anderson, number two. You guys want to keep going? Yeah. Go ahead. Give me number three.
1: Oh, like that?
0: Yeah. Well, I do have another couple of trivia questions, but on this particular Wait, one, who's number, number three, three and, and four?
1: Kicker?
0: Yeah, and that's kind of my other. I have another trivia question, but just keep going with your kickers. You got Vinatieri, Anderson. Anybody know the third guy? He's a, he's a he's a big name. Maybe Gary. not as big as those first two guys. Who?
1: Gary Anderson.
0: Yes, very good, shoot. <laughs> keep it going. Number four. I'll give you. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. Number number four, Detroit Lions.
1: Uh,
0: okay. no. Raiders on the list. He's nineteen. Is the uh, highest active scoring NFL player.
1: This is an old uh, Lions kicker.
0: Yeah, but not not too long ago. In fe- I got okay, too much dead air I'll give it to you Jason Hansen you guys all know him all right so good job you got the first three it's pretty good now here's my here's my bounce off question who is the first non kicker on this list and I will give you a hint it's way down there at number forty three but it's a huge name
1: Jerry rice.
0: Are you looking it up, Shoop?
1: No, I'm just. Come on.
0: Yeah, he has the most touchdowns. So who's <laughs> who's the second non-kicker, Mister Mister Smarty Pants?
1: I think I know, but I'm gonna let Izzy have this one.
0: Go ahead, Izzy. <laughs> Not tell him who it is, Shoop. Damn it. Evan Smith, look at the big balls and big brain on that handsome Shoop dog. Good job, Shoop. Uh, so there were the two sports. Here, here's a couple of quick non-sports just for fun. Uh, and I'm seeing some news here on the Sixers. James Harden did participate in the entire practice on Wednesday with the Sixers. So we'll see how that turns out. We'll get into that more later. Uh, what is the so only – go ahead, Shoop. Go ahead.
1: Well, you didn't get Holiday. You went and he went to the damn Celtics.
0: I know, our fucking rival and don't remind me. That's why I didn't even want to talk about it, but we'll see what happens. If nothing else, maybe Harden coming back to a team we'll get him traded because they'll say, "Oh, at least he wants to play this year." Who knows? Um What is the only top 40 song by the Grateful Dead? The only one that went to the charts anywhere near the charts?
1: Driving that train, high on cocaine.
0: Casey Jones. Shoop Dog Incorrect is a correct touch of gray. And here's, yeah, and here's one of the, one of my favorite things about that. It peaked at number 40. (laughs) I just barely got in to that. Yeah, I love that. Now I'm a dead fan. I used to hate the Grateful Dead when I was a kid and then college changed my mind and i loved grateful dead uh and then last non sports trivia question how many number one songs has bruce springsteen had
1: i'm going to say trick question zero
0: uh have we talked about this ah uh, damn oh uh, well what's your answer is Yeah, you guys are getting me too. I'm, I'm, I'm too fucking predictable these days. It is zero. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Bruce Springsteen fan in the world. My mom is certainly one of them, um, but I thought that was interesting that he had no number one hits. That um, is interesting.
1: he's yeah. called the boss. How did he get that name, the boss?
0: You're right. Without having a without having a number one hit.
1: How many number one hits did the King have?
0: M- too many to count for me.
1: What about the Prince?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I loved Prince. All right, let's move on here. Let's go to worst bets now. Shoop dog with a three. Yeah, that's a two hundred and seventy dollar win last week, and what that does is it makes our it makes our worst bet leaderboard. Whereas no one is above or below hundred units. So nice work getting back into train here is a you are on top now you've only had one friggin week of betting but you are on top at 40 bucks 40 units sorry shoop dog second 20 units (laughs)
1: look
0: at you i'm third i'm third at negative 25 units uh and then jones and ak and ned round round off the list so get your bets in guys if you want but um, Why don't you guys start? I'm going to go last this week since I went first n- last week. Um, Shoop, what do you have? Your best bets. Tell the people what they need to go out and put a few bucks on.
1: Look no further than the NFL tomorrow where the Chicago Bears travel to the nation's capital. They're getting six points against the commanders and they've lost, I believe, 14 straight. That just can't go on any farther. Justin Fields looked really good last week. The Bears are going to cover the six. I don't know if they outright outright win, but the Bears will cover the six tomorrow.
0: Great. What? How many units?
1: Fifty-five-zero units.
0: You, you got anything else?
1: But wait, there's more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> give it. Give Oklahoma the people what they Sooners. want,
1: shoot. Oklahoma Sooners in the Red River Shootout. They're getting six and a half. I got 25 units that says they cover that.
0: You're in. Anything else?
1: I got two more. Hang with me. Detroit Lions. The, The Detroit Lions are getting 10 points over the Carolina Panthers. And let me tell you.
0: They're giving 10.
1: They're giving 10, and it could probably be higher. Take the Lions to cover the 10. 25 units. And just for shits and gigs, I'm gonna parlay those three on a separate bet for thirty
0: five. <laughs> you know what, shoot? if if nothing else, I really appreciate your preparation this week. You done good. your your bets still might be shit, but at least you're prepared to get them and put them out there. I love it. Go ahead, is a all- dog. Here we go.
1: Yeah.
0: How many units? How many units? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Little love- piggyback betting there. Good work, boys. Um, so, Shoop, you uh, talked about tomorrow night's game, the Bears and Commanders. And I clearly, everyone's already known this, but your your camera went away. And there you go back. I have bigger balls than you. So I will be getting down on f- <laughs> with 50 units on the money line. I also think that Fields unlocked something last week. I think that the Bears coaching staff is under fire. They need to win. I know it's a short week on the road, but I think everything speaks, you know, against them this week. So I think they roll, and I'm going to go. It's plus two fifteen for the money line. So I'm going to put fifty units on the money line, but. But wait, there's more for me as well. And for me, it's my best bet of the week. Are you ready for this? And this is a – hold your nose while I go over this. But there's plus money on the New York football Jets. Okay, they're in Denver. But similarly to what I was saying about fields, I think that uh, Zach figured something out against the Chiefs on – Sunday night and even though they're another road team I'm going to take both road teams money line. actually this time I think with the no I'm doing I'm doing money line on the Jets best bet of the week it's just barely plus money but I think that the Denver Broncos are cooked and I know it's a home game so I could be totally off but I love those plus money numbers see everybody Every other bet that Shoupin is to put down are minus numbers, just barely. I like the plus numbers, so I'm going Bears' money line and Jets' money line. Let's go get in. Here we go, boys.
1: Where's that 35-unit parlay, baby?
0: Nah, I'm not putting that on there. I'm just going <laughs> to leave that. Yeah, nah, Should I? Fuck it. In case both of them hit. <laughs> All right, fuck it. I'm on the air. 35 units parlaying those two bets as well. Money line, money line.
1: Man, if that hits, you're going to be up there.
0: Yeah, we'll see. And it could all come crashing down tomorrow night. (laughs) Okay, well, that brings us to our showdown, boys. Now, here's a quick thing. Um, I'm pretty much uh, copycatting my, my showdown from a few episodes ago that never made the air. Uh, I think it was episode 34, which sort of spurred on this change into video. We got rid of our old software and we went to a new one because we lost the entire episode, another 90-minute episode. Um, so I'm just going to kind of copycat that. And what it was then was a, a new segment called Nutty Netflix Recos. And the nuts are going to give you some Netflix recommendations to watch. Now, I know I didn't prepare the boys for this, so maybe they can do some scrambling here while I'm talking, but I'll keep it short. Um, These recommendations aren't always specifically on Netflix, but if you have streaming services and stuff, you'll figure out, find out where to watch them. Uh, one of my my first nutty Netflix reco is called Blinded by the Light. And here's how we tie this back in because it's about Bruce Springsteen's music. You do not have to be a fan of Bruce Springsteen to enjoy this movie. It's a great, friggin' unique movie about a dude, uh and a Pakistani kid living in London, dealing with all kinds of shit in his life. And Bruce Springsteen's music and specifically Bruce Springsteen's lyrics. Um You know, inspire him to great things in life, and you really need to watch it, uh, because it's so unique. There's so many of these cool scenes where the storyline's happening, and then this, and then Bruce's music is on, and you'll see the lyric. They'll like put a lyric like uh, uh, along the wall, just kind of creative, creatively. Uh, Just check it out. That's one of my nutty Netflix recommendations. And then also, I'm going to pair that as I did in episode 34 that never made the air with yesterday. A um, awesome fun movie about a dude who loves the Beatles. Something happens at night, and the next day he like finds out that nobody has ever heard of the Beatles before. Um, he literally is like sitting around, he strums his he strums uh, a couple of tunes to Yesterday, and people are like, "Oh my god, that's beautiful." He's like, "Well, of course it's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful songs in the world." And they're like, "Oh, it is. What song is it?" And he's like, "Well, it's the Beatles." And they're like, "Who's the Beatles?" And so it's this whole chain of events that. Uh, plays out because no one in the world, except maybe a few people, you'll have to check out the movie, uh, know about the Beatles, and it's really kind of a cool movie. It's totally fun, totally suspend disbelief, but uh, check them out. Blinded by the Light and Yesterday. Did I give you guys enough time to come up with a nutty Netflix reco?
1: Yeah, you know, I had already had one down, locked and loaded, but I have seen Yesterday. I have not Did- seen Blinded by the Light, and uh I mean, you almost can't blame the guy. I don't want to spoil it too much. Yeah, but yeah, why, yeah.
0: Let let what we'll not? do, what we'll do, shoot okay. is we'll talk, uh-huh. we'll talk about it on week one, and then we'll give people a week to watch it. If they, they miss it, then it'll be a spoiler. So go ahead. What do you got?
1: All right. Well, something that has been uh, turned on from my lovely fiance D. She's got me on these American Horror Stories, which is on, I believe, Hulu. So there's American Horror Story, singular, that has seasons with the creepiest theme song intro thing fucking ever. It's (laughs) disgusting. And then there's the Horror Stories, plural, where they don't have like a season that follows the same. It's almost like Black Mirror, which I loved.
0: Yes. Black Mirror is great. Black Mirror.
1: Yeah. If you're into, you know, spooky, witchy, freaky shit that you know kind of makes you scared to go take a piss in the middle of the night this is for you
0: yeah it's almost like twilight zone episodes they're standalone episodes They, you can just pop in and watch one and yeah they're fun so good job shoot good job getting it out there on the air what else what do you got is
2: mm-hmm.
0: yes go ahead get Give it out there. Give it out there. Yeah. Righteous gemstone. I think it's HBO max. Yeah. Uh, well figure it out is figure it out and, and and get it on the next pod can you hear me okay um but i do have to say that um the righteous gemstones has lots of penis in it so if you can't take seeing the pin get out <laughs> but it's a great funny ass show. The 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 actors in that are hilarious. The sister for me should win every award there is. And uh it's great writing too. So there you go, peeps. You got some you got some horror stories, short story, standalones. You got a couple of musical fake drama. Well actually Blinded by the Light is based on a true story, so look that up. Yesterday, of course, is a fantasy um and then uh will come out with us with righteous gemstones and a cult he'll he'll come up next week suck outs boys we're getting on the episode here and again i'm going to piggyback i got two quick things um if you don't like your job get a new one and i'm sorry if that's insensitive and a lot of people come at me oh most people can't get into the job bullshit a lot of people hiring these days you can do your thing Corey at verizon is a prick you remember Corey aaron
1: yeah. Corey.
0: Yeah, he never got out on the air because we lost that audio. But Corey is at the Corey. Verizon store and like he he's shoulders slump when you walk in the door and you just don't feel like going to talk to a guy who's shoulders slump when he looks at you, right? And it's and one day he actually was five fifty eight and I was there on a Saturday and he actually looked at me and he goes, And now the store's open till eight o'clock. He goes uh, yeah. Is there something quick I can help you with? And I go, no. And he goes, oh, wh- what do you mean? And I go, well, you asked me if there's something quick. This isn't going to be quick. And he's like, oh, well, I'm like, dude, why did you ask me that question if you weren't prepared for the answer? No, I don't have something quick for you. I have a fucking long thing. It's going to take at least 20 minutes. Like, uh-uh. And he's like, well, I'm just out of here at six o'clock. So I just, I'll pass you over to AJ here. Corey, get on your micro- or microphone. Get on your motorcycle. Go fuck yourself. And look on Craigslist for a different fucking job to do. Nobody enjoys going to you if you don't l- like doing your job. You have to spend time with people or else just get a new job. What do you got, you?" Yeah, I think.
1: I think the last time I heard, last time I heard about this print, Corey, we were thinking maybe the DMV would be a good place for him to work. Yes,
0: yes, go. Uh, I'm sure the DMV is hiring. What you got is, I, I'm nervous to hear this story. Yeah. (laughs) It's, I have to be honest. I have no recollection of that, but I don't doubt it one tiny little bit. I completely (laughs) trust that you're telling the truth. Um, Shoot! did you have a suck out?
1: You're damn right I have a suck out. Let's go. Do you guys have the store out there in Seattle called Menards? No. Um,
0: it's a tool it shop be, though, right?
1: It'd be like Lowe's or Home Depot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the missus and I went there yesterday because we were building some shelves and then I was doing another project for whatever. Anyways, we bought like this like twelve foot piece of wood and it needed to be cut. So we're rolling you know, we don't have the cart, we have like the industrial roller thing. Yeah. Where there's like lumber and Flat shit. Flatbed. Flatbed. Flat and the guy one of the guys tells us, yeah, there's a there's a skill saw out there that's like just for you. Like So, one, it was a pain in the ass to find. Yeah, they have, like, a public skill saw.
0: Oh, boy. That doesn't
1: sound safe, does it? Yeah. No gloves, no eyewear. Just fucking bring whatever you need to cut. My God. (laughs) Well... (laughs) I can't find it and Dee just goes off on her own like I'm gonna find an employee and like that's how she rolls when she sets her mind I'm gonna do something she does it so she comes back with a guy on a forklift which you think is promising Like when you see a guy in a yellow vest on a forklift you have high hopes for this fucking guy right It's a 12 foot piece of wood I want six pieces. That's every two feet, 24 inches. This guy, the first three yeah. they're not even close. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, dude, they're not even close. He's like, was oh, he just... it must be this new saw. And I'm like, what the what... hell? And I'm was like, hang he... hey, no, on, hang on. Let me try one. Like,
0: Was he just eyeballing it? What? Was he just eyeballing it?
1: No, he had a tape measure, but I think the problem was he was using a Sharpie, but not like a thin one, the like giant one. So he's making his mark, and then he was cutting on the backside of the Sharpie mark instead of the front or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So there's a quarter inch or half inch of play in that, and he wasn't paying attention. I understand.
1: So I just told him, you know what, let me give it a shot. I'm going to measure 23 inches and just reconfigure the whole fucking design. She is like, babe, let's just get some on Amazon. I'm like, no, I'm pot committed. you got to let me
0: do this. <laughs> pot committed. I like that. Little I'm nuts sorry. Reference.
1: If you have an orange vest and a forklift, you need to be trustworthy. This derelict son of a bitch should not be able to drive a forklift.
0: I can't believe they have that laying out in the back of Menards. We'll have to go check that out. Holy Bring knackle. whatever
1: you need. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, boys. Anything else here? Let's wrap it up or what do we got? I'm
1: spent.
0: Is? Oh. All right. Well, I thank you both for coming on. Uh, is it Billy Given joining the pod? Billy might uh, be a regular. He might not be. He's got kid stuff. Um, and actually, Shoop and I have sort of kind of dabbled and maybe talking about a different um a different time to record the pod. So we'll have to talk about that off air, but in terms of our listeners, it might come out on a different day and time. And so we'll let you know if that change happens via the gram or somewhere else. Um, but once again, go visit hangry kits and thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We know it's silly and stupid, but we love doing it. It's a lot of fun and shoop dog. As always, I appreciate you coming on as my co co, as my guest co-host. Yes. Yeah, I got it all out, brother. And you know, I guess the only thing I had to say last year is go Phil's and go Eagles and uh thanks, boys. Yeah, I forgot that one. We begin and we end with a dance. Nice saw nice work, Shoop. See you everybody. Thanks so much.